0: what's up everybody welcome to peanut butter magic yeah (laughs) all right what's up sway how's everything
1: going today i'm good man i'm good how about you
0: oh man i'm doing great it's been raining all day. The weather's been beautiful. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Oxymoron.
0: Right. Oh my goodness.
1: They, they actually let school out here today.
0: Really? For what? Yeah,
1: flooding. What? Yeah, it's crazy out there. Well, it was. I'm sure they'll be going back tomorrow unless it rains again tonight. But yeah, school wow. is out today. Wow. Yeah, school out. So I had the kids running around the crib all crazy all day long, and it's raining, so they had to stay inside. And that no. But it was cool all ago. It was cool.
0: Man, I wish that they would let like adults out of work because of bad weather. <laughs> you know, like when channel two is up there and they're like, This school's closed, that school's closed, like jobs are never on there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like McDonald's employees, don't show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: because like you don't go to school nobody cares you don't go to work you're fired right
1: <laughs> right
0: but it flooded
1: you no know, you you can use that as an excuse i guess i guess depending on where you stay yeah but i saw a video this morning of um like out in the outskirts of the town where the flooding was really bad oh wow yeah it was like some guy was driving a truck and he was like i have lifted body and it was still like up high on this, you know, you can see it out up there, in front of the windshield. It's crazy, and
0: I don't Man. know if you heard,
1: but we had a plane crash here over the weekend. A plane crash? Yeah, allegedly. Now, now it's it's a myth because like the the post that I that I saw it on, it was someone it was on someone's social media post, and they, it started out as they was just reporting a plane crash and then some people was like it didn't happen it did happen then next thing you know some pictures surfaced of it and then the conspiracy theorist was like that's not the plane crash and what so there's, there's there was an alleged plane plane crash in Neapolis out here wow yeah
0: allegedly allegedly That's so <laughs> strange <laughs> whose plane was it was it like dad. a big jet or was it like a tiny
1: plane i want to say it was a private plane that's what I want to say. I mean, wow. if it was a jet? you probably would have heard about it on the news or something. Yeah. But I, right now, can't confirm or deny that. But that's what I heard. That's what I saw. I saw that. On,
0: on- have you ever seen in uh, in uh the Spring Hill area where Saturn is, have you ever seen that little, like, one-seater, uh, like, glider that's up flying around? Yeah. I want one so bad.
1: <laughs> I, I bet you do. <laughs> it's
0: just like, I, it's far away, so you can't really see it. But it's somebody's got like a, a chair with a, I don't know, like a tiny propeller and a, and wings. And they're just up there flying in circles around Saturn.
1: Yeah. Man, how cool yeah. would that be? Take that know, to work. I know a guy that has a private place. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I called him when we was doing the getaway video. Right. Yeah, he said to fuel that joint was five hundred bucks. Ooh, that's just for fuel. Fuel, and crazy enough, I grew up with the guy. Like I've known the guy my whole life. Never knew he was in the planes like that.
0: Five hundred bucks to fill up the tank.
1: Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Good grief! I asked him. I was like, "How did you get a plane?" He was like. I wanted one, so my wife bought me one for my birthday. What? <laughs> oh my God. That's what he said. Keep her. Right. <laughs> oh my God, where, right. where does she work? <laughs> right. <laughs> we just got to buy a plane. Right, happy
0: birthday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. True story, man, true story. I wanted a
0: blue one, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically enough. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you even buy a plane? That'd be my next question. Like I see car dealerships like RV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plants that I've ever seen in an airplane
1: lot. Google that. Like where do you you test drive them? Like I'm going to Google how to buy a plane. (laughs) Bye. I would love to just
0: show up at a like at an airport where they just sell planes. Right. Be like, yeah, I want to I want to test drive that one. They're like, do you have a license? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Net jets. Net jets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Net jets. I wonder if Amazon
0: sells planes.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna Google that.
0: (laughs) Prime, it just shows up at your house in two days. Some guy lands it and hops out and gets in a taxi. He's got on an Amazon shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Here
1: here you go. (laughs) Nah, toy airplanes you can buy. Toy. You can buy something that look like real airplanes. Mm. nah. I Speaking like of planes. Plane. Speaking of planes.
0: Man, actually, tonight, I want to talk to you about... Uh, there's a topic that you brought up in another episode, and it mm-hmm. got me thinking. Uh, and it was, it was one of the episodes... I wish I were looked up which number it was, but uh, you had mentioned that a lot of these kids that they look up to their idols and they try to follow along with like whatever their idol is doing. Right. Uh, and a lot of times it's not even real. Like they're portraying an image yeah. that they want to represent them, but it doesn't. Uh, and it just it just got me thinking. And an image doesn't necessarily have to represent what you look like. It can also represent the actions uh, that you take, things Absolutely. that you do. Uh, and that image is, I mean, it's very important. Um, when I was researching what it takes to create a solid image to sell yourself with as an entertainer, mm. a couple of the websites all made it sound like your image was almost more important than your product. Mm. Uh, one of the examples that it gave uh, was uh, Nate Bargatze. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. He's actually from the Nashville area, okay. um, but he's, he's got a very clean act. He, he tries to make his uh, he tries to, to present a show that you could bring your family to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's created this image that, that, that represents who he is as a person. And it, it kind of goes hand in hand when you talk about Nate Bargatze. Like you can't help but bring up the type of act that he has and how clean he is compared to some of the other uh, stand-up comedians. You know, Kevin Hart, he's probably the biggest entertainer in the world right now. Uh, outside of his comedy and outside of all the businesses that he somehow has time to uh, be affiliated with, the, the image that I get from Kevin Hart is that he wants everybody to achieve. Like, even when people try to beef with him online, even when people try to, pr- to trash him or uh, find all the negative things in his life, he always finds a way to flip it. Yeah. And in flipping it, he promotes something positive. And I know that a lot of what he says, or I don't know, but I know a lot of entertainers when they get in these situations, they just wanna say things to get themselves out of it. But even if he runs his name into the gutter, he tries to, he presents an opportunity to do something positive in the world, at least promote a positive message. And it's that image that carries him through everything. Yeah. And, and he never walks away from that image. It, it's, it seems pure because if you've been following his career for years and years, it's always the same. Yeah, And, and he happens to have a good image to look up to. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that don't. They represent something that looks cool on the surface, um, but is Probably not very good for anybody that tries to follow along with this image, whether it's real or not. A lot of these kids are ending up dead. And you're hearing about them on the news because they're trying to follow some image that they saw on TV when they were a kid. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we used to run around with evolution. That's why I'm wearing the hat today because you know vibes. there's there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into the image, not just what you wear, not just what you do, but who you are and what you represent. So I just wanted to, you know. Chat about that today.
1: Okay, very good, very good. I I think your your image matters a uh, great deal. I do. I I think um, the way you present yourself can have, like you said, a positive or a ne- negative impact on how you proceed uh, moving forward. Yeah, I'm a firm believer of let the work speak for itself. Uh, you know, firm believer of that and it depends on the um the direction that the project is going into me personally i have always made a conscious effort to present a positive image or at least or what i consider a positive image uh, even in the the darkest of times um, i've i've found a way to to be in some in some mainstream situations if 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 you will and i continue to be able to put myself in those positions regardless of what i may get into in my personal life cuz you know as well as i do my personal life has been a motherfucking roller coaster
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the scary ones that right. goes up really high and then drops real quick. <laughs> oh shit! Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but but in, in light of all of that, when I present myself to the public, is always um well for the most part is I'm looking to do something positive. You know, rarely will you find me in in the tabloids or in the papers or in the media on some dumb shit. Very rare. There's been a few occasions. But even, even in, in those times, like you said with Kevin Hart, I, I make an effort to flip the narrative. You know what I mean? Because right. that, that's not really a representation of who I am anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So me you, you talked about, I want to say last week, uh, how, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago where you said that you and I we both grew up in a, in a home that did the church thing on a regular. So I, in my earlier days, I struggled with being a rapper. It was a different time than it is now. And, and although you know, my raps were pretty much Fresh Prince raps back then, the fact that I was rapping had some sort of stigma associated with it in the town. And then once I started to venture away from home and explore opportunities in other places. That always stuck in the back of my mind. Um, how would people at home feel if I'm representing myself a certain way, or, or what what kind of reflection would that have if someone sees me in this light? Is that really who I am um, as a person? The things that I'm talking about on these records. So. In, in the darkest records, I always try to find a, a silver lining at the end of it, you know? Like, I may talk about some woman being strung out on drugs, but my message in the end is don't do drugs. Right. Or, <laughs> right. or something like that. Yeah, I always try to find a way to tie it into to make it like, like it's a sitcom or, or a, a, a romantic comedy or a movie or something. Something that less right. lesson inspires, to make that happen.
0: I remember uh, MGK was in an interview mm-hmm. and the interviewer asked him because he was young. I, I guess he's still considered young now. Right. Uh, but when his uh, first album had come out, the interviewer asked him like, uh, you know, one of those questions like, how do you sleep at night promoting uh, violence and drug use? And he was like, I don't promote that. I'm telling you my story. And my story sucks, and I want you to learn from my story. And that's why I bring it up. Like, that's a good point, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think an image has to always be good. It can be anything that you want oh, yeah. your image to be. Most um, so. Like Brian Regan, uh, I listened to an interview with him once, and somebody was like, uh, "You know how, how how have you made a career out of being a clean comedian?" And he said, "Well, I don't think I'm a clean comedian. I've never." put a clean comedy on my posters you know right. i just <laughs> i just i just i don't want you to have to find a babysitter to come to my show
1: i see that's that's he's, an interesting take he's
0: like if you know i i have kids i'm a family man um i i want everybody to come i don't <laughs> want somebody to go well i can't go see brian Regan because he does this kind of show and I, I'm offended by that or he talks about these point of views and I can't get on board with that. He said I that's not the purpose of being a comedian. The purpose of being a comedian is to entertain. And if you're cutting off uh uh your you're like creating a line of where your customers have to pick a side, then that's just ticket.
1: Yeah. I agree. I don't know. Which is and what that, I would always I was trying to do with the band too, man. Like, uh, they had the type of image that any and everybody could come to the shows at any time. Uh, I know they struggled with their own demons in regards to, in regards to that too. You know what I mean? They they wanted to explore other other parts of themselves, mm. and they were so young. I remember doing the Cold Black Project loop. Luke and. I didn't say... I didn't say a curse word on the whole record until we did the last song. And I did that on purpose. However, Luke had cursed all the way through the album. And we talked about it prior to us um, starting the project. We talked about it. We were off, off the heels of the first Evolution album. And... It was so clean cut. It was so poppy. It was so much of this and so much of, and not a, not enough of the hip-hop element in it from his perspective to where he felt like he had some shit to get off his chest. Meanwhile, at that time, I wasn't in that same space that he was. So it was like the yin and the yang a little bit. Yeah. In that regard. So, um, but I wanted him if i had it my way i would have kept that image of the pop shit. the even and even if we wanted to go because we went a little more raw hip-hop on that project even if we wanted to go that direction still we still could have kept the elements of evolution into what we were doing and still made it work yeah and just been a continuation because everything after that uh Became the standard of what we did initially in the beginning. Right. But that particular project... um, th-
0: You know, speaking of cussing, and I, I, I didn't think about this prior to you, so I didn't look up the song, but uh, I remember the first time I heard Linkin Park cuss. Mm-hmm. Like, Linkin Park was my favorite band when I was in high school. I saw their show twice. Um, I've got all their albums, got... Really sad when when uh, Chester committed suicide and we lost the band. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I remember like their first two albums, like I could listen to those at home on full blast and no one could say anything. Like, I remember I picked up an Eminem album once uh, and that was a that was a definite no, no. And right. <laughs> I remember just playing it full blast. My mom walked in my bedroom, ripped the CD out of the CD player, drove down to the store and was like, give me a refund. And they're like, <laughs> like ma'am, it's open. We don't give refunds. And she went off and got right. a refund.
1: <laughs> and
0: I lost that album. <laughs> Slim, uh, but,
1: Shady. Slim Shady was a little...
0: Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, he said some things. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> You know, yeah, but I, first I. Album was a little
0: bit, yeah. I remember, I remember Lincoln Park. Like I could play their music anywhere, yeah. and, uh, I, and I remember I bought an album. It came out. I went home, put it in, played it full blast, listening to every song. And I remember it, it came through, and then he dropped an f bomb, and I was like,
1: "This is Lincoln Park, right?" <laughs> and right.
0: the image changed from that moment, from that moment on.
1: Yeah, it can have you know? that effect on you. Yeah. I remember when Beyonce went from destiny's child to solo. That was a uh, different. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, that was different. The, the transformation of, of her and the Jay Z and, and, and that whole, like that was, that was different.
0: Yeah. You so know, and it on. can ruin an image. Oh yeah. Like if you go too far in the other direction, mm-hmm. you know, like it's over. Uh, And and what's unfortunate is a lot of artists, they don't like their image represents something, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's a genre or a style or uh, like a a message. Mm -hmm. And then they flip it and they come out with something totally new. And that's that's not what you were into before.
1: Right. And it's gone. Yep. It's like I was thinking about like when you were talking about how a negative image can still be positive. And the one person that came to my mind was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay. He was the man, I don't know how familiar you are with Rowdy Roddy Piper. Not at all. Okay, so he was he was a wrestler in the <laughs> back then the WWF, which is now the WWE. Okay. I think he retired out of the WWE, but he wore yeah. the, he wore the kilt. <laughs> he wore the kilt, and he was the ultimate bad guy. He was like Hulk Hogan's. Arch nemesis, um, the ultimate bad guy. He was the guy that people love to hate. Mm. You know, but it made him a superstar. Right. At the same time. And and I just remember how, like, 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 even when when he when he died, you know, you were sad that at least I was sad when I when I found out Rowdy, Rowdy Piper died. But he was still. The guy that you love to hate at right. the same time, and it made it, and it made him him very wealthy. But you didn't hate Roddy Roddy Piper. You didn't hate him, um, but you just ver- very rarely rooted for him, especially when he fought Hulk Hogan. Right. But um, but it didn't. It it worked. It worked in his favor to be that guy. Right. The arch nemesis. Right. I think in order to hate you have to love first sure yeah yeah, yeah, yeah so
0: i never got into wrestling my friends oh, yeah. now nah, when i was a kid that's all my friends down the street watched yeah and whenever i'd go over to their house we had to do our own wrestling matches at somebody's house yeah. tagging <laughs> each other in and like fake elbow dropping right. and you know i'm sleeping with your wife right. and we're like 12. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i just i just couldn't do it and then i'd go home all you know hyped up and you know ready to watch some yeah, wrestling in and, yeah. <laughs> mom comes in get in there for supper ah! cold, <laughs> <laughs> no i just i'd go home and turn it on and they'd get to talk it and i was ah, i'm out
1: <laughs>
0: I, I never could get into it much
1: yeah i like wrestling in my younger days i used to collect the big rubber uh wrestling uh, figures, the big yep. joints. Yeah, I used to collect those. Yeah, I, I was all about that. <laughs> all about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I know, like,
0: like Bruce Willis, uh, he used to be, like, when he started out, he was like, a, I guess it was like comedy and, um, you know, the, the, the romantic guy in the movie. Like, yeah. And he played that type of role. Uh, and then he got cast in Die Hard. And now he's just like game. an action star. Mm-hmm. Like it's over. You know, he'll he'll never do anything else.
1: Woody Harrelson is another one. He was Woody in Cheers, right? Yeah, I mean, Cheeseball. That's right. You know what I mean? So, and then he he transformed into movies and became like everything, right? Everything. He's played so many different roles, man. But and and he's I one of the ones see, that see Woody from Cheers every time. He, yeah. You know, yeah. I see
0: that guy, yeah. See, I never, I, did, I didn't know of him, like Cheers was before my time. Right, right. It was on, I remember it being on, right. but I didn't discover Cheers until after Fraser had ended. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I already knew who Woody Harrelson was. So when I right. go back and watch those episodes, I'm like, oh my God, it's Woody Harrelson. Right, <laughs> yeah. What can that's, he not do? That's the first <laughs> thing
1: that I, I remember him being in. For me, yeah. it was Cheers, yeah. That's his, that was where he got his big start. Yeah. You know what I mean? You watch Frasier? Oh, I love Frasier. Man, Frasier is the shit. <laughs> yeah, man. Great. I've but seen every episode. <laughs>
0: another example of, uh, of, of changing your image up is yep. that, uh, his brother. I've never seen his brother do anything else. I've yep. only seen him in Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's got a movie where he plays uh, a, a, a killer, and he's having mm. this dinner party at his house and he plays this like twisted guy who's going to murder everyone that shows up for this party.
1: I could see that. It was incredible. I could see His that. His performance
0: was amazing. And I've, I've only seen him as this wimpy little dude on Frasier. And just to see him go like out left field and nail it was like, why don't we get more of
1: this? Huh. Huh. I could see him playing a role like that. I could and then there's the flip side of that, like Steve Urkel. Yep, he was typecast for years and years and years and years and years oh. and years and years and years and years. Yep, it wasn't until like when he went on Dancing with the Stars, to where he was able to reinvent himself and do that. Alfonso yeah. Ribeiro was another one that he was typecast as Carlton yep. for a long time. They play they these characters
0: on. so well that it's mm-hmm. just hard to accept them as anything else.
1: Yep. Gary Coleman was another one, Arnold from different strokes. Yep. It was hard for him to get away, him to get away from that role. It was yep. tough. Yeah. And, you know, Urkel,
0: he even played his normal self on Urkel. Right. But they created the Stefan
1: character. Right, right,
0: right. right. Where mm-hmm. he would get inside the machine, and he'd come out, yeah. and he was handsome, and he was smooth-talking, and, like, Looking back at that as an adult, I would think that that would have helped him get other roles. Because,
1: you would have you thought.
0: Right, because all we get is Urkel, and then you see him do something else, and it's like, no, 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 I want Urkel. But right. he gave you Stefan on the show. You can see him play other characters now. But instead, he's
1: never did anything. But Urkel was already, I guess, so big by the time he had even, they had even created Stefan.
0: Because yeah. if
1: you remember before Urkel, that show was just a, like a average, it was your average show. Right. And he was only supposed to be like a guest appearance, a guest star, or whatever. Like, he wasn't supposed to be a part of the, the ensemble initially. Right. Then they created the show around him and did that. Yep. You know, now you see him in more stuff, but back then, yeah, it was hard to, to get away from it. And I just recently saw him in a He said he would never put on the Urkel clothes again. And I recently saw him in a picture with Snoop Dogg dressed in his Urkel gear. Oh gosh. Promoting a line of weed. (laughs) Purple Urkel. (laughs) Oh, that's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Yeah, you know. Purple Urkel. And I don't understand why people would shy away from those uh, Images that made them who they are. I don't understand that. What what's so wrong about being Steve Urkel? Or Pee Wee Herman? Or um what's the guy they they modeled Pee-Wee Herman after? I forget his name, but the guy that had the thing in his hair that went up from the 70s. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I can't think of his name. But um what what's wrong with being those Andy Kaufman? What's wrong hmm. with being those people? I don't know, because you, like, with the Urkel
0: character, that's clearly not who he is. Right. And I think that everybody right. knows that that's not who he is. Mm-hmm. But as a performer, like, you want to play a character. Like, that's a character right there. You have to transform mm-hmm. yourself yep. into that Urkel role.
1: Yep. Like, everybody loves it. Why would you throw it away? And it should be a testament to their ability to move people. Oh, yeah. if they can convince you so much to where that's who they really are. Yeah, that should be, yeah, to their skill set. Yeah.
0: And a lot of these actors, like, um, uh, like the guys that are on the Avengers, mm-hmm. like in the Marvel movies, like they play this big super action hero and they got the big muscles and, you know, they're jumping through explosions and saving the damsel in distress or whatever. And then those contracts end and then now it's time to go do something else. Well, as a fan, uh, I'm used to seeing you in action movies. Like That's what uh. I've been watching for the last 10 years. Is I've watched you be this hero. You don't have to put the costume on anymore, but I would assume that other studios are coming up to you and going, hey, you were in these billion-dollar franchises. Here's another action movie for you. Right. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Unless you just hate making action movies. Like Why would you, why would you push that to the side? Because then they go to do these big heartfelt scripts where they can try to show off and expand and show you all these skills that you know maybe we didn't see in these action movies. And I understand if you want to throw some of those in. Everybody wants a tearjerker every once in a while. But if you've been killing it for 10 years doing action movies and then somebody else comes along with a brand new action movie, why would you say no? Right. I I agree. This is your image. This is what I see you as. This is what I expect. And as a fan who's going to pay money, you're going to be over here crying because your, you know, your mom died in the movie, and that's what it's about. I don't want to see that.
1: <laughs> no, it's like Kevin Hart's last movie. He tried to show us that he had wings, and yeah. I will say Kevin Hart's last movie, please. Cool. But I want to see funny Kevin. Right. I just. Do. But that's not oh. to say that he didn't do a great job. Sure. What about your image? Evan Hart's very talented. He's very yeah, talented. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, he, and like you say, he puts other people on. Right. He finds talent and and puts them, yeah, gets them in a position where they, they could.
0: Uh, yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, I was asking, what about your image? What what image do you like to put out to the universe? And, and how, how does that reflect in your art? Well, and
0: so that was something else that I wanted to bring up today. was mm-hmm. creating your own image. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've kind of struggled with that over the years, as what kind of image I want to portray. Uh, when I was in college, uh, I made my first short film, and I cuss. I cuss all the time no in conversation. <laughs> you know, uh, I like things that different generations would find offended, offensive. Uh, I like things that. Uh, maybe wouldn't make it on you know, national television, but it may be because it's too raunchy, but it may end up in a theater somewhere. Right. Like I enjoy all of these kinds of things. Uh, but I don't know that, that I want that type of humor or uh, dialogue in the films that, that I make. Um, and I've been struggling to find out where that line is. When, when I was in college and I made this movie and I cast this guy and I had cussing in the script um, and we showed up to shoot and he didn't say anything prior to uh, and we show up to shoot on day one and he was like, can I, uh, can I replace this word with something else? And I was like, uh, what do you mean? And he said, I, I just don't want to say, and it was just damn, like mm-hmm. damn, what does that matter? You know, and he was like, I, I just don't want to say uh, I don't want to say this like in a movie, you know. Um, could I just say dang or could I like restructure the sentence or something? And I mean, I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just like, uh, yeah, I don't care. Whatever. Right. And we rolled and he changed the, the sentence around and, and everything was fine. And it got to the end of the movie. And production's finished. Uh, we're in the editing lab and we're putting the film together. And... There was no cussing in the film. Mm. Um, yeah, I had originally, we've got a, a murder scene where someone gets hit with a shovel. Mm. Uh, and I wanted to get like a brutal kill from the guy. Just mm. Out of anger, I wanted him to, I wanted there to be blood all over the shovel. Uh, we didn't have the funding, obviously, to build a head and crush it in. Right. Uh, but there were things that we could have done in production to at least show you what was happening. And and during production, we didn't do any of that. We left all that out. Uh, And we get to the final product uh, and the movie's done. uh, And we we showed it to our class. We rented out a little theater so all the students could show all their films off. uh, And we were watching the movie. And there was nothing offensive whatsoever in any of the films. Nobody did anything questionable. Everybody was pretty straight with their stories, right. uh, and I left the theater really surprised by that because when I go to the movies, like people are dropping F-bombs left and right, you know, and people are getting shot, their faces are blowing up and it's, and you're like, ah, you know, like, well, wow, that's crazy. But none of that, no one did right. any of that kind of stuff. Right. And it's kind of stuck with me. I've not written anything that includes any of that stuff. Uh, and it, to the point that there are, like, movies and TV shows that I watch, and the stories kind of sucks, the dialogue kind of sucks, but then there's, like, this naked chick, and she takes her clothes off, and when you leave the movie, like, what'd you, what'd you think of that movie? You're like, ah, oh, the movie kind of sucked, but that one scene, that was the shit, man, I <laughs> love that, you know? And as I have these conversations and think about these examples I just have chosen to completely leave it out of my scripts. And I've started to create this image, I feel like anyways, uh, that I don't have to use it. And -hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with using it. But I don't use it because when I upload it to YouTube or I share it with somebody at work or if I'm just out and we're talking about it, there's never anything where someone's going to come up to me and go, hey, can you can you can you? Like turn it down a little bit that's that's really offensive, you know yeah. like when I was in college, Dexter was out, and I remember sitting in the cafeteria and Dexter is an incredible show, right uh, and I'm sitting in the cafeteria, I'm eating my lunch, he's murdering someone, there's blood everywhere <laughs> like I'm huddled up over my laptop so that people mm-hmm. don't think I'm watching Bang. porn in the cafeteria. <laughs> like I've just decided to exclude all that from my scripts, so. Uh, and it's not, and it's, I, I'm kind of stealing uh, from the um, comedian that I mentioned. You know, I, it's not that I want to be clean. I'm not clean. Right. Um, but I don't want to exclude that market. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I, I, that.
1: I, yeah, that makes sense. I think I'm the same way. I, I really do. I'm, I'm very conscious about the shit that I put out there. And I'm not a clean person either. Now I don't rob banks and shit. Right, but you know what I'm saying. But we don't you know, tell anyone about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm a man. Right, but but that I, I I'm very conscious about the stuff that I put out there as well. Yeah, you know, I don't want to school people. Right, I did a show when I was a teenager. At one of the elementary schools out here, we had booked the school, booked the gym. Uh, it was our show so and it was on a weekend saturday night we booked the gym they gave us the gym to do a concert and we were young kids we were teenagers and um we had a we had one song that we did the way it was just raunchy like r kelly raunchy you know what i mean so we were all a part of this this youth organization where some adults just kind of took time out with the young people that we met once or twice a week. And we uh, talked about things that plagued us and then they gave us snacks. And then we got a chance to hang out and and mingle with each other. Wasn't church related. It was just a lady that decided that that's what she wanted to do. So she heard about us doing this concert and she decides to come. Now, we had already planned that we were going to do this record, but we didn't know that she was coming to the show, right? So she pops up on us. Now that's a gym full of kids. You know what I mean? The only security we had was the janitor and the rest was all kids. (laughs) So she comes in and she sits in the very back seat and it's time to do this record is coming up. Now her son is on the bill too. And he's telling us, "Please don't do this song, man my mama's- <laughs> <laughs> He was like, "Please, man, don't do this song. And my mama's sitting out in the audience, don't don't do this record, don't do this record." And we were like, "Nobody told her to come. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know she chose to do that. you know what I mean, So we were determined to do this record. So we get on stage, record comes on. Not only did we do the record, we took our shirts off. We gyrate. <laughs> we gyrating on the little young chicks out there and they screaming in the gym and this, that, another. And this guy is just super upset. <laughs> so I think, I think that experience is probably the reason why I am self-conscious about um, how I'm presented to the public like that. Because that was, that was an instance to where it was kind of like liberation, I guess, to like, we want to do what the fuck we want to do. But at the same time, it was like, eh, maybe we should have thought that through a little better. Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, in order to avoid that, now, you know, I kind of just keep it clean. But yeah. sometimes I played in some CD nightclubs or I played in some hip hop spots in some of the grimiest areas in New York City. And when they Rome, you do as the right. Romans do. You right. know what I mean? You know, sometimes somebody needs their head bust every now and again <laughs> yeah So,
0: you know well, there's always the opportunity to rebrand yeah you know yeah. like like when uh when boeing had that issue a couple of years ago um i remember we got on a boeing a couple of years later maybe a year later uh and the the flight attendant was walking around telling everybody on the plane that this is not one of those new models
1: hell no <laughs> yeah
0: because if you pull out the card from the seat it's a boeing mm-hmm. like flyer and air brochure and it's telling you all the different planes and the brand new one was on there and, and it and they were promoting it uh and the lady came by and she was like we're not on one of these kind of planes like whatever the number was she's like we're actually on this one it's been around for about 10 years it's like okay
1: <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't scared before. Right. <laughs>
0: I didn't even know this was a Boeing plane. Right. <laughs> I would have blamed Delta if something happened. Like. <laughs> right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know. But that
0: it, it made me wonder sitting there, like, how many people get on this plane and are like, uh, "Excuse me, is this one of the new Boeing seven whatever? Is <laughs> like, uh, can we get a different plane over here? I don't want to die today." <laughs> you know? But Boeing's huge. They're yeah. all over the world. Like mm-hmm. they've got contracts with the biggest companies. You know they have to rebrand. Yeah. And how do you gain that trust back?
1: Um, I would say one way is dumping a whole bunch of money into some communities and shit. Oh, that's what they do. Without a doubt, that's what all of them do. Because Boeing's a nice person, <laughs> right? <laughs> they gave us a hundred mil, right? Fuck y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> die, motherfucker, die. Right. It's all good. Good luck. All right. There's a check. Yep.
0: Well, 200 people died today, and Boeing wrote a check to, you know, Red Cross. Right.
1: <laughs> they ain't so bad.
0: They ain't so bad. It wasn't their fault. Yeah.
1: And we got blood out the deal, too. <laughs> right. Right. So shit but that's what happened. They have an image to protect. Yep. They do, they have a brand that they have to protect. Yep. And that's one of those things, Uh,
0: like the cancel culture is- Yeah. Has made me really aware of people's image. Um, you know, when you do something, um, and I'm not here to call anyone out or talk about any of their business, but right, right, right. like, you know, things get brought to your attention. And even if it's the smallest thing, uh, you know, if the, tr- if the Twitter committee is talking about it and they spend a whole day sharing it with the world, you're going to look at that person a little bit differently.
1: Yeah. Even
0: if it isn't as bad as maybe some of the other ones are. Oh, yeah. Uh, but your image can be destroyed in a day. Mm-hmm. And how do, you, how do you rebuild and start over again when yep. the whole on world is hating you? Too. On some bullshit, too. Especially if it's on some bullshit. Yeah. You yeah. know yeah, I mean? You know?
1: So. It's got to be tough. Yeah. It's got to be tough.
0: There's so many things that you have to be <clears throat> conscious of just to be in this business. Yeah. Like, everything is coming from all angles. hmm You know? Whether it's something you said 20 years ago that destroyed you or a, a bad choice that you made last night. Like, your image can be destroyed. Yep. You can just be a country singer and go into a, the studio and record a rock song. And for whatever reason, everyone hates you now. They refuse yep. to listen to your rock and roll music.
1: Like, what? Yep. <laughs> it happens far too often. Like
0: I brought up MGK earlier because I've got a friend. He, MGK's doing, like, some punk music thing now. Right. And, you know, some of it's pretty good. Yeah. And I, I we were talking about it a couple days ago, and I was just like, hey, uh, I heard uh, MGK's got a new song that he dropped. Have you heard it yet? And he's like, yeah, when he goes back to rapping, I'll start listening again. Mm. Like, oh, my gosh. Mm. You know, and he's completely changed his image. Like he right. went from this like bad boy rap star to now he's this bad boy like rock and roll kid. with yeah. all his clothes, all the stuff that he's doing, he's trying to live up to that. You know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll image. But see, some uh, people and, and can, can see
1: through that too. You know what I mean? They they can see through it. Like, sure. I, I look at Justin Bieber. Like now, Justin is starting to like calm down. Right. You know what I mean, as far as that's concerned. But when he was trying to be the bad boy or whatever, like people saw through that facade. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not to say that he isn't a bad boy, but you know, we see you out here in these streets. Right. (laughs) So, you know, it is what it is. And I like Justin Bieber. I'm a fan of musically, the kid is nice, let me tell you. Oh, he's talented, for sure. Without question. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I rock to his, his joints. He's good at what he does. And and I, I like the direction that he's going into these days. Sure. So, he's he's growing. growing. Yeah. Yeah. You, and you can hear it in, in the records, too. Yeah. And that's how staying independent also to bring it back to uh, tarnishing your image. So being independent can help in, in that way, too. Because then you owe anybody. You owe nobody nothing. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you don't you don't owe an apology for some dumb shit that you didn't do because Universal told you you had to. Right. You stand on your own merit and your own moral. And I, I also firmly believe, too, that if someone says something and stands on it, they get a lot more respect. Right. You when know, you start to backslide when cancel culture begins. Yeah. And it's one thing to be ignorant and not know. Everybody's ignorant about something. But it's when you know, when you do bullshit.
0: You know, like uh, My Chemical Romance, that um, went through an emo phase. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, you did? When I was younger. Yeah, like all the music <laughs> I listened to was just that emo. I mean, it'd be classified as emo music, you know? And uh, My Chemical Romance was like the highlight of that era in my life. Like, I, I love their music. And I found out years later, there was no more My Chemical Romance songs. And it was like, what happened to this band? Like, Where did they go? And the way that they explained it is that uh, whatever label they were assigned to uh, said, look, this is what's hot right now. This is the kind of music that you're gonna make. And so they developed this image of what their band represented and they wrote the songs and they played them and they had videos and they toured and once that contractual obligation ended, they bounced because that's not who they were And Yeah, even, that
1: happens too, yeah
0: In yeah. several interviews, uh, individually people have said, hey, when's the band going to get back together? When are we going to get some more songs? And they're like, I mean, we don't make that kind of music That's you
1: interesting know?
0: So if they were to hit the road again I mean, what kind of songs would they even make? Right,
1: right. That, that's a good question I got this thing going on right now. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called
0: Versus. Uh, I have heard of it, but I've not been paying attention to it.
1: Okay. So Versus is, as you know, they, they get two artists from, well, they're, they're legend, mostly. Yep. Yeah. Up until this point. They've they gotten two legends that have been head-to-head at some point in their careers to go up against each other in these verses. Some have been very... Uh, Some have been very competitive, but they've all been in fun. Okay. So the last one that I watched was the versus Ja Rule versus Fat Joe. Oh wow. Yeah. So which, in my opinion, Fat Joe just does not have enough hits to box with Ja Rule, first and foremost. Okay. Okay. Which, and he displayed that (laughs) in the verses that happened. But in any event, in any event, Fat Joe is very low maintenance most times as far as a hip-hop artist is concerned. He's very, he's highly respected. He's one of the first Latin rap artists to like ever go big. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not the biggest Latin, biggest Latin rap artist that ever did it. Right. Let's say that. Okay. So came out in the early 90s. Uh, Been in the game for a long time. He's had working relationships with a ton of people. One of his most notable, big pun. And right now, Remy Ma. So, have this versus against Ja Rule, who was part of Murder, Inc., Irv, Gotti, Ashanti, uh, Lloyd, that whole camp. They do this verse. So, Ja Rule is kind of murdering Fat Joe at this point. So... Fat Joe brings out Remy Ma as a feature, okay? And then Ja goes in, says a couple things, like, yeah, you got to get Remy to come save you and this, that, and another, blah, blah, blah. So then Fat Joe proceeds to fire shots like you got dope bitches and hoes that can't even pay their bills or some dumb shit like that. Now... The two women that came out and featured in these verses with with ja Rule were Ashanti and Lil Mo. Okay. Um, Lil Mo has had a fair share of issues. Let's just say that, you know what I mean? Um, but she's still a legend in the game. She's still a legend. And Joe just came out and was on these Bitches and hoes, and he's featured both of these artists on some of his records, both of them. Now, he didn't directly call Lil' Mo and or Ashanti bitches and hoes and broke and dope heads, But them were the only two bitches and hoes, quote-unquote. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So Joe has been catching heat as a result of his decision. Now, after that, he gets on Twitter to issue an apology. And his apology stated somewhere along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing, that I'm sorry if I offended anyone. I'm apologizing. I love Mo and I love Ashanti. And it was Vita. I forget Vita's last name. But she was a part of that, too. In the apology, he used the word if. You know you offended some people with the bullshit that came out of your mouth, Jack. Like, yeah. So he's catching some heat, needless to say. He's catching some heat as a result of of that. And stuff like that can tarnish, you know, have, have an effect on your image. Oh yeah, you know. Even though he's a legend, he don't get a pass. Right. For that. Right. So.
0: Like during that whole free Britney stuff that was going around the internet for a while, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess there's a documentary that kind of displays what her life has been like. Yeah, I saw it. And uh, I guess the Twitter committee went after Justin Timberlake because his rise to fame pretty much came from him writing songs about their breakup. Yep. Uh, that first album that put him on the map as a solo artist, he was publicly going through a separation with her. Right. So all those songs, and as demonstrated in the videos over the years, appear to be a direct you know, influence from that. And their comments was that, you know, you got rich and famous off of this, meanwhile britney's career went in the trash can and you kind of forced people to side with you um and on her basically because of how you said she treated you and to connect it to the story that you just gave Mm -hmm. is that he then had to get on twitter and say hey everybody i'm you know so sorry that i did this and you know i'm gonna grow to be a better person or whatever whatever and you know, if you're doing things online like that and people are coming after you for it, it kind of ruins your image for me when you just fold and go, right? oh, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. I. Yeah. Uh, what was yeah. I thinking?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: why didn't you apologize for whatever is going on for the last 20 years? That means that it didn't affect you the same way that it affected other people. So you're just trying to, you know, give them what they want so that they'll continue to fund whatever you're doing.
1: Why apologize at all? Yeah.
0: Well, that, that too. Like, <laughs> you know, you said it, you know, Right. like right. if you want to apologize, call them on the phone yeah. and apologize. Yeah. I don't need to hear your no. apology.
1: No, I, I, that's, that was his way of dealing with whatever he was dealing with. Okay. Whitney was just as big, if not a huge artist than he was. Right, the race was fair in I that agree. regard. You know what I, I mean. Agree. You know, she could have done something as well. You know, but that's art for you. Yep. You know, I don't think he should have. He I, not publicly. I I don't know. Well, and all these people
0: that are upset and. You know, want to get online and make comments about about it? You are the same assholes that were singing along with this song when right. they came on the radio. Why didn't you give a shit then? Yep. You know, why weren't you like, oh, be nicer to Britney? Like, yep. now that you see that her life has ended up where it's ended up, which yep. may or may not be a direct, you know, response to those songs. I don't know.
1: Yeah. But
0: you didn't care then. Why do you care now? Because it's the hit thing to do. Everybody's yep. apologizing.
1: All right, yeah. I, I don't know. I I can't. I I won't speak on whether what he did was right or wrong. I can't yeah. say as a songwriter, we deal with shit through our songs, and sometimes, like right now, life is going decent for me, you know. So it's hard to write. Right. When I'm going through a storm, it's easy. It's easy. It's right there in front of you. Right. So you know. yo. My pain, my pain, your entertainment. Yep. So, who the fuck knows? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give an opinion on whether or not he was right or wrong in doing what he did. I, I understand from an, from an artistic standpoint, that's right. why it went there. You know, they made that relationship public.
0: Yep. They did. Because every song is written about someone mm-hmm. and whatever your favorite breakup song is someone got dumped and yep. someone's feelings got hurt why aren't you calling up that artist and going, right. hey who is this about so that i can demand that you apologize yeah yeah <laughs> you know you can't pick and choose just shut up it's a song you know I'm you happen you. to know who it's about right you know right. keep now your I, personal life out of the public problem solved
1: but I hate that Britney went through what she went through. Uh, of course, of from, course. From a mental standpoint. Of course. But as far as Justin Timberlake, I, I don't blame him for what the shit she's going through.
0: But it could have ruined his image. Could have. You know, I know he's, he's been posting studio pictures for the last couple of years. So yeah. there's apparently an album in the works, you know. Okay. And we it's unfortunate one. that, yeah, of course. But mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that that happened. Uh, because it could have hindered the release of his album. Yeah. You know, depending on the direction that it went. Now, it doesn't sound like anything outside yeah. of what we've been told happened. So I don't think that he's in any, you know, trouble as far as that goes. And he gave his little apology or whatever. So the whole world's forgotten about it now. Yeah. Um, but and he also apologized
1: about the Janet, Jas- Janet Jackson fiasco as well.
0: Uh, all that got wrapped in the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like everybody attacked him for it. Mm hmm. You know, now if he purposely like grabbed her shirt and ripped it off, I I don't know, but you know, I don't know why that would have. I also don't understand why her image w- would have been ruined from that. Like,
1: she people get naked on TV. Yeah, you know, Super
0: Bowl. I know, but did they do that on purpose? <laughs> Wasn't that an accident?
1: You know. Yeah, but it's still a fifty-year-old titty. But it wasn't a bad 50 year old. I remember it had that.
0: I mean, I watched it. I remember it right. and it had that ring on it. And I was mm-hmm. like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and it wasn't until like the next day when someone was like, do you know, Janet Jackson's bare boob was on TV. And I was like, yeah, but it looked weird. They're like, well, it had jewelry on it. I was like, Oh, <laughs> but because of that situation, uh, live no longer is live right because of that particular Mm -hmm. uh, incident there is now a delay so that at any point in time when something crazy happens you can cut the feed you don't have Mm -hmm. to do that again which is crazy that they weren't doing that already right
1: right right
0: you know but i I still don't understand why uh she suffered from that you know like especially if it Well, that once again, the Twitter committee made it sound like she did. I didn't do any research on it, so I have no idea. Uh, But I I don't ever
1: remember Janet Jackson missing a step. (laughs) Just to keep Janet Jackson, yeah, right. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's Mike's little sister, Tito's little sister, and shit. That's Joe's daughter. Yeah, I mean Jermaine and shit. Like who the fuck don't know? No, No. even the sisters that nobody really talks about still famous and shit. Right. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. One of them doing psychic readings and the other one I don't know what the fuck she doing. Really? Yeah. Well, she used to one of them used to do psychic readings and shit on TV. Like uh-huh. Miss Cleo. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> like like Sylvester Stallone mom. She's one of them Oh, uh, okay. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. but yeah, I think your image is important, man. I think that I think it takes a lot to think that's something that you need to think about. Like Mm -hmm. when you're forming, I mean, everything that we do as an artist is a product. We sell it. Um, And I I think it's important to keep your image in mind. You want to stay consistent. You know, if, if as a band, if you had four albums and every album was completely different, your image becomes inconsistent. Right. You know, if you're wearing all black and you got, you know, you're, fingernails painted and then the next album you're wearing abercrombie and you got bleached hair come to the side like i'm so lost on who you are as an artist that even if the music's great that image is kind of hindered how i'm going to take it in right yeah right like i remember when we were doing evolution uh we had talked about that the uh, the second album took like 100 years to come out yeah um but when it was in development i remember we had a meeting uh and it was either at your old house or at josh's house i don't remember which but we were trying to come up with what our image is going to be like we did the album it was great everybody loved it it's time to move on to phase two Mm -hmm. um and we were talking about the pictures and we had taken a lot of photos and everyone's wearing different things Uh, and that was where the my understanding of where the jerseys came from was that it gave us an image it gave us something to show up as like, it was a way that, if we all showed up wearing, whether it was the same jersey or different jerseys, right. if we were communicating about right. what we wore, then it, it made us more uh, of a Unifying. unity. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And that was where this hat came from. That was yep. why I wore it today, because mm-hmm. I remember when Josh brought everybody the hat so that we always had, so, there was always something in our uh, outfit that made us look like a team. Yeah, we, we opened that door of communication because we realized the importance that was behind it.
1: Oh, yeah. We had done a show to where someone had mentioned, we had all dressed different. And someone had mentioned that we didn't look like a band. You know what I mean? To where, like, we all had our own different styles going on. And in that particular show, I remember someone saying to me, y'all don't look unified. Yeah. You didn't look like a band. So it was important for us to look the part. Important. It was a part of who we were as, you know, in regards to that. Yeah. And protect your image, too. Protect it with everything that you have. Yep. Stand by it. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Even if people don't agree with it. Yep. It's your image. It's who you are. Mm You know? Outside of the product that you display. Like, you live in a, a social world, right? So it, people don't just know your face anymore. They know yeah. your birthday. They know your yep. favorite color. If you got a dog. They know its name. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it, it. I feel like an image is now more important than ever because oh, yeah. your life is no longer private. Like, everyone's public. Everyone, yep. even people that aren't famous, their lives yep. are public, you know? Yep. Yep. I yep. post a lot of pictures with ice cream, and it's usually bourbon and honey from this craft ice cream place here in Lexington. It's delicious. And uh, hmm. friends of mine now know what my favorite flavor is, and I don't even need ice cream with them. I just pick it up because I see it. Right, And it's it's like, uh, hey, you want to go get ice cream after dinner? I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. What do you want, bourbon and honey? Maybe. You been in my closet, mama? Right.
1: <laughs> Stay out of my freezer, man. Absolutely, man. How I you mean, I stalking me and shit? Yeah. <laughs> but it's that image. Yep. It's that image.
0: Now every time we do anything with with the, with this group of people, like we got to get Brandon ice cream. I mean, I'm not going to complain, but
1: right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Milk it. No yeah, Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, that image is important. Yes, yes, yes. All in all. You know, I mean, whether you're you're the one that everybody loves or in my case, the one that everybody loves to hate. That's um, true. You know, you gotta protect it at all costs. You gotta protect it at all costs, man. Don't let yeah. no one try to tarnish your image. Even if it means busting a couple of heads. You gotta do what you gotta do. Last words, boss.
0: I think it's just important to discover who you are. I don't think that I really started to create an image uh, Mm -hmm. that I feel like truly represents myself until I finally grew up and figured out who I was. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in doing so, my work, I hope, speaks for itself, and I hope that there is a consistent image out there because I've tried to stick by it, um, and, you know, and it, it's become second nature. It's not something I have to think about anymore. It's all part of the package. It's just the way that it is, uh, and I think that's important, you know. Um, some people, it rubs the wrong way. And some people, they look forward to it, but it's who I am, and uh, I, I think that it's important for people to stick to that. Figure out who you are and do it. Beautiful. Let that Beautiful. be your image. And like Beautiful. you said, it, your art will speak for itself. Mm-hmm.
1: Couldn't have said it better myself.
0: All right. Well, on that note, we'll see you guys next time where uh, Mr. Diggs over here is going to be hosting. That's right. All
1: right. Make it sick Y'all take care. <laughs>